0: Hi everybody, it's Ben Thompson here from incodocs.com and welcome to the Import-Export podcast. Today we're talking about International Freight and Shipping and we're joined by Connor Hagen from Expirate. Connor, thanks for joining us today. Great to be here, Ben. So today, Connor and I want to discuss uh, International Freight and Shipping, how it currently works and what companies are doing to improve that manual booking process. So, before we get started today, Connor, um, tell me a bit about yourself and the experience you've had in this industry.
1: Yeah, no problem, Ben. Um, So, I've been in the industry for 15 years, mainly in freight forwarding. Um, So, in that time, I've worked in multiple locations. Um, Obviously, as you can hear from my voice, didn't originate from Australia, but um, came out here about 10 years ago after working for DHL. For five years, in um, that time, set up a life science division, the first one in Ireland, actually, um, where we had quite complex customers and quite complex supply chains. So from a very, very early stage in my uh, career, was involved in the complex side of supply chains. When I came to Australia, a bit of a different story. Um, so pretty much did a lot of uh, project-oriented work um, with projects in um, Botswana, mozambique um, and Northern Territory, um, to name a few, so really kind of uh, got a good uh, breadth of knowledge across the different supply chain um, the supply chains that are that are out there so and that was my experience and worked for a multitude of of top ten global freight forwarders um, and now have started a, a business that that does solve a problem that I saw repeatedly over those um, fifteen years.
0: Absolutely, yeah, it's always good to speak to somebody who's had real world experience in the industry. Um, so, so today what I want to do is explain to you, is just discuss the current booking process, what that looks like, the problems with it, and the, and the, the pain points, and um, talk about how that can be improved and how people can implement software into their supply chains to make that process a hell of a lot easier. So um, can you walk me through, like, as an example, as a, as a shipper, I want to book uh, my containers to be shipped from overseas. What, what's that current process look like? Like um, uh, am I gauging a shipping company and freight forwarder? And, and, and what are the, the issues that I face there?
1: Yeah, well, um, so I think that's uh, just, just like you said, there's a, a, a kind of almost a confusion about what you do, um, especially when you start shipping. So we see that I've seen that quite a lot um, in my career. People don't really understand the dynamics and what you need to do when, when you ship cargo, but essentially what, I think our industry has to do better. And um, What we do better at x is treat, treat shippers like consumers. They consume freight. Um, and when you look at them like consumers, um, you can then kind of design a, a process um, that's not too unfamiliar to them, so they understand. So, for example, we make booking freight like booking an airline ticket because people do that and they understand the process that um, booking an airline ticket encompasses. But currently, when you look at the process of booking freight inside, let's say, a freight forwarder, where a lot of my experience resides, it can be a fragmented process. So you might hit about three or four people on your process just to get a quote, and that can take several days. And sometimes the options that come back are not really suitable for you as a consumer of freight. And um, So that's something that I, I, I really kind of see um, from a shipper perspective. Um, it, it, can be, it can be confusing and sometimes a little bit daunting, but to shippers out there, don't be daunted. It is something that if you put a bit of time and effort into and you embrace technology, um, it it's, can be a, quite a pleasant process. It shouldn't be something that you have to do, um, but we see that quite, uh, quite a lot of the time is the attitude that shippers take. It's something that they have to do to get their goods to market. Um, you know, with, with the advent of, of Amazon um, and let's say two-hour delivery, um, and that's the advent of that at the moment. Um, especially in Australia, we don't have that. That's something that I think um, a good, let's say, booking freight booking process can start to to bring to any business.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Today we all see consumers wanting stuff and wanting stuff now. Um, and unfortunately, the the international shipping booking process is is not it's not as easy. It is quite complex. We understand, but it's it's not fast or easy for the consumer. Um, you know as you yeah. said you're generally dealing with so many different people and it can get days to, to give you shipping rates back um, That's before you 100% um,
1: and I think you to, to broach on that like to, to really answer your question when you look at the process from an internal perspective and what freight companies need to do to quote consumers um, it is a bit disparate because there are so many different trading terms for example and that they have to um, consider. Mm. So if you buy on X-Works, if you buy on FOB, so for the shippers out there, make sure you get your inco terms locked down first before you request a quotation so you understand exactly what you're asking for. Um, And then secondly, if you look at how you get a quote through a freight forwarder or a freight company in the least drag um, manner, it's probably asking very, very succinct questions like, Um, We are having, uh, we've got a quotation for X goods out of, let's say, America. Um, Can you give me a quotation out of Long Beach Port? Instead of giving an address and an address to deliver to, take a bit of power and control and and start to educate yourself a little bit about what journey your freight is going to go on from where you're buying it from. So just understand that, I think, is the, the very first fundamental
0: thing that shippers sometimes overlook. Yep, exactly and uh, and so in the market today uh, what are there any examples of, of freight forwarders or, or tech companies what 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 are they doing to actually improve that process and and how are they improving that process yeah, I think there's uh, a few
1: incumbents that are doing um, very let's say forward thinking things a lot of Top tier global freight forwarders, and bear in mind, there's a lot of freight forwarders globally. Mm -hmm. Um, At our last estimate, there was um, close to forty thousand globally. So when when you look at freight forwarders as a whole, it's a pretty disparate market. But the top ten, they're starting to do um, some some good things from a from a consumer user experience perspective. Mm -hmm. Um, If you look at agility, for example, they have launched Shipper Freight and i really think having seen their platform and and utilized it and transacted the shipment on it it works out of the tin it it gives you what you want you put in punch in an address you punch in your mode of transport um, and essentially that gives you enough data um, in a simple enough manner for you to then start the booking process and start that so from the quotation through to the booking and um, through to the final execution you can kind of do it online. There's still a human element though. So if something goes wrong, you want someone to reach out to. And I think that's where the digital platforms of today have to have to encompass the human element too. Um, as you know, having ship freight around the world, it does go wrong sometimes. You know, there are things that can happen that can either delay freight, freight can go missing someone hasn't done something along your supply chain. Nice. Um, but I, th- I really think the, the the offers to the market today show ship of Freight is one. Coon and Nagel have freight, uh, freight um And there's a few independents as well that I, I really like the look of. So Flexport, obviously as you know, um, has raised a lot of money. Um, they don't service Australia too well yet. Um, but from what I can see and, and, and the feedback I'm getting from customers in the market is that they're doing um, quite quite exciting things and making the user experience Um, between you know humans in the supply chain relatively um, let's say palatable for today's consumer
0: yeah absolutely it's 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 important that um, these digital solutions as you say still encompass somebody to talk to Um, there's problems with freight all the time and and I think that's the struggle um, that some tech companies in particular need to keep in mind Um, whilst having a really good streamlined digital solution for uh, shipping or, or part of the process, um, the, the shipper is going to want to call somebody up straight away and get answers instantly. Um, so they've got to find a, a, a sweet spot there. Um, Definitely. Definitely. So t-
1: um, so I, I don't think anyone's nailed it yet. But there is, uh, as we both know, a lot of action in that area, um, mm. and yeah, definitely happy to to share a bit more knowledge about the digital competitors coming through. Um, but I really think that the value is, like you said, the the human interaction to the digital element, um, and that goes on both sides, from the consumer side and then from the freight side as well. How you get two parties engaging in in a meaningful conversation at the right time.
0: Mm-hmm. And uh, I hear that you guys have are doing some really cool things to make that booking process a lot easier. Um, Can can you tell me how, as a user, um, how I'll use the system and how that will actually make the process of booking shipments easier for me?
1: Of course. Um, So, like I said at the beginning, we make booking ocean freight like booking an airline ticket. Now, that. Is something that kind of gets bandied around a lot of industries uh, at certain stages, but in freight, it's something that no one has mastered yet. So, you need to take, we needed to take a consumer on a journey from not having booked freight, and we've done this in, in, our, in our better testing and, and trialing our product, taking someone who had never booked an ocean freight, even with a freight forwarder before, and make them go through the process of booking freight on our platform. Hmm. Now, what we saw was once you make it as easy as three clicks, um, so essentially there's three steps in our process. Um, that is, uh, you, you can start the booking process directly with a shipping line. And why that's important is because there's a lot of confusion that comes with the intermediation between a consumer um, and who is actually shipping their product. So when you look at global um, freight forwarders, which we've talked about before, when there's 40,000 in the market um, and there's not that many shipping lines in the world, there has to be a more effective way to, to communicate with them Um, And that starts making consumers um, come on a journey to say, okay, well, I'm booking my freight like an uh, an airline ticket. So when they then book a freight with an airline, they can engage a freight forwarder. What we found a lot of the time is actually they'll engage smaller parties. So you're getting this almost um, local commerce. So they'll reach out to a local trucking company and a local customs broker and start doing um, a lot of the supply chain um, individually themselves. And it actually takes a lot less time. Once you have readily available data, things that you can click and um, let's say processes happen, that's where the exciting stuff comes. So as long as you make it easy enough, which at Xpright we make booking freight very easy, but there are a lot of other things in supply chain that need to be made easier also. So like customs, for example. Um, but once you make those little bits of the chain easy, then it does become like booking an airline ticket. You know, ourselves, we get an Uber or a taxi to the airport We organize visas and insurance, and it is no different for freight. Um, And there are logistics professionals out there who are just um, stymied by lack of information. I was even catching up with a a freight forwarder. Um, My first hire in Australia, actually, um, she was telling me that she didn't even know about the likes of big schedules. And big schedules is just a a shipping line um, website where you can see schedules and see where all the vessels are going and coming and and search um, what potential opportunity or potential shipping lines go on your route she's a freight forwarder she's been in the industry um over 20 years Hmm. so that kind of digitization is just not in the hands of consumers yet and Hmm. there's something as simple as a sailing schedule um Hmm. yeah even freight professionals
0: are not using so we're aiming to change that and and a bit of education goes a long way absolutely right it's the the technology is out there and and the schedules are out there but they're not links together in the right way, easily for the consumer to use, right? And uh, okay. your solution, you know, three three clicks to book, to 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 view a schedule. You know, you want to know the ETDs, the ETAs. You want to know the vessel names and the, and the lead times, uh, the sailing yeah. times, and you know, and to you want to know your rates straight away, your different faster and slower options, and then and then to actually click to make that booking is just from my experience, it's, it's streamlining that process very well. And what, like you said, whilst keeping contact with your freight forwarder so that you can call them if you need, or really speak to somebody if something goes wrong. So, um, I mean
1: your freight forwarder, um, I'm coming from freight forwarding, you know, it's a great industry, but a lot of the time you're spent quoting on things that do not happen and that's no fault of the consumer. It's no fault of the freight forwarder, but someone has to wear that cost for someone to chase down a rate, put it inside a spreadsheet, contextualize that spreadsheet, send it off, put a validity on it. Mm. And when a booking comes in, pass on that booking with the contract number for the operations person to book that freight with a shipping line. That's the process that happens. And, you know, someone has to pay for that. Yeah. But if you digitize it in, in a simple way and you make consumers, uh, the platform easy enough for consumers to engage on it, then the first time a freight forwarder hears about it is when they've got some work to do. It's like, hey, guys, we've made a booking with a shipping line. We now need you to get that container picked up and, and brought to us. And by the way, we know where that empty container is and we know where you need to drop the full one off at. So all of a sudden, the shippers are becoming a bit more have a bit more information. And from what we've seen in, in our trials, it's been incredibly powerful for them. And, and every single supply chain that we've touched has has benefited from our product, pro- from our product.
0: Yeah, it's it's a great leap forward. So um, yeah, it's great to hear. I encourage all of our listeners to get on your website, exploreate.co, and and check it out. Um, yep. And and whilst you're here, uh, what are some other key tips that you can give shippers when it comes to utilizing s- software that's out there now in the market um, that that can really just instantly improve their supply chain, whether it's communication, or rates, or, or, or visualization? What, what are some software out there, or, or parts of their supply chain that they can they can instantly improve?
1: Yep, so, firstly, uh, I, I think the very first thing that we do when we go into a supply chain, um, and we have a, have a quick look at it, we use Trello. Now, Trello is widely known in project management and startups, you know, a lot of people love Trello. It's free, it's easy to use, Mm-hmm. You, know, you don't really need to induct. So it has that light, light approach. And then you start a bit of a board in regards to how your supply chain process happens. So it's, it's free and it's easy. It's something that allows you to almost mind map out, okay, what are we doing on an average shipment? Do we have to place a purchase order? When do we place a commercial invoice? And You can kind of automate some of those processes in there too. So we really like Trello and we advocate the use of it at a very early stage into um, into supply chains. So just to understand what you're doing at, at a high enough level. Then you can integrate software. Then you can understand, okay, well, what do we need to do? What do we spend most of our time doing? Where are we finding the most benefit or potential in our, inside our supply chain? And once you identify that, you can engage different parties. So we really like the likes of Haven. They're a transport management system. and They're really relatively lar- the larger supply chains and commodity driven supply chains use them, but they still have a very, very useful product. You can get onto the likes of Fredos and Flexport once again, for free, you can start getting some benchmark quotations on them um, and then start to understand how digitization impacts in your supply chain. So in-, in terms of some hints and tips, I would go Trello, start in- implementing some benchmarking with uh, Flexport, frados even see rates, although I've seen varying degrees of reliability of actually executing on the rate that you're receiving. So when you click on something, it's not necessarily true. I think you've had experience in that as well, where, you know, you kind of click on something and then eventually you get a templated form back and with a completely different rate than you clicked on. So that can happen in digitization, but it's really good for benchmarking and really good to... to, to implement that kind of systems inside your inside your supply chain and they're free and easy to use so spend a bit of time play around with them you're not going to break anything um, and
0: they do give you a bit of power and control inside your supply chain yeah absolutely I encourage everyone to, to try out that software and, and just see how it can improve instantly their company's operations so um, that's really good uh, and with with the booking process um, you guys are improving it now uh, how do you see that in five years time is that is, is it going to be very different? Is it going to take a long time to change? Like how do you see the different parties in the supply chain working together? Is, is it going to change dramatically or is it going to be a long process?
1: I think it's going to be relatively long. But the thing about digitalization is you can't really tell. It's more consumer driven. You know, technology is just an enabler. It's about changing the process and giving people a benefit for that. So it depends on how quickly the benefit is realized inside uh, supply chains. But yes, I definitely see a big momentum shift coming. Uh, The uh, shippers and and people who consume freight want more transparency in their transactions. um, And they also want it to be easier. So I've never met anyone inside supply chain who wants something to be more hard or more difficult or more complex. So I really see the future of it being more like the Uber of freight. And people talk about it quite a lot without really understanding the dynamics of what Uber for freight means. But essentially, if you make booking um, a truck as easy as one click and you start to get a bit of logic and um inside that that process and you can almost automate it. So it is, you know, your operators can go, okay, well, this container is ready for pickup and this box is ready for pickup. Um, and we can scan it with our phone and that then generates um, a unique identifier for that box that we can just one touch and get a location on that too. So there's quite a lot of things that are required for the Uberization, but I really see it coming from three clicks in our world to probably one touch of a phone. Let's face it, that's where Uber has got to and we expect that kind of service in our everyday lives. So, why are supply chains any different I believe in the next probably ten years, not five years, and we will start to see a lot more supply chains run in that manner
0: yeah that, that sounds great. Click three clicks to book or, or touch to book or just yeah it's that's that's really really good. I hope it all comes together um, yeah quicker than ten years but but we'll we'll see what happens there. But, yeah um, definitely no well th- thanks very much for your time, Connor. Um, I think today you know you've given shippers some insight into you know, the, the international sea freight booking process, uh, as you mentioned, it, it's quite manual and laborious. And, um, it sounds like you guys had ex- explored doing some really cool things to, to make that, um, as streamlined as it should be. So appreciate your
1: time. Yeah. Cheers, Ben. and really like the work that Incodox are doing, especially here in the community in Brisbane. Um, a bit of a, a, a freight, loving community that we're starting to build over here. So i um, very happy to be on that journey with you guys and, and assisting wherever possible. So very, very much looking forward to seeing what the future holds.
0: Absolutely. The same. Thanks very much, Connor.
1: No problem. Cheers, Ben.